Hey everyone, welcome to the Lodcast number 43. Uh, we don't have a name for this one, as usual. Uh, we'll probably come up with it as we go on, but um, without further ado, let's just dive in. How's that, How's everyone's uh, past few weeks been? Because we actually uh, kind of stuttered the podcast so we could like keep uh, information up to date. Because I was releasing podcast like the Lodcast a week or two. Or maybe even three weeks after we actually recorded them, just because that's how our schedule was. So I ended up delaying it for two weeks so we could actually make a podcast that's like up to date. But yeah, how's everyone's uh, weeks been since then? Start with you, uh, Matt. Uh, you know, busy. Uh, I've got a new game which I will be talking about later. Uh, but I think the one thing that uh, I'm probably really excited about at the moment is I got tickets to see the new Batman movie. Oh, so, the one with uh, Robert, not Robert Downey Jr., Robert Pattinson. Yes. I'm excited yeah, about that. Robert Jr. on that one? That sounds impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man is, is Batman now. That would actually cause a lot of confusion. Uh, Marvel Instagram like- would get, be all over that shit. Get an you NFT out of it. Wait, wait, is Marvel Instagram like? Is it like uh? Because I know poorly cropped memes, and they're so bad. I I know Twitter DC is literally just like this is so they're like they're the anti SJW SJWs. That's how I like to call them because like they'll see anything that DC produces and they'll be like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like they're perpetually on the bathroom toilet. <laughs> I don't like how that looks. I don't like that. Why does Supergirl not have her boob window? <laughs> That's actually Power Girl, but I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, Power Girl, not Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How how's how's your week been, uh, Jay? Pretty good. I mean, it's been pretty stressful. I've been uh, by myself at uh, work, which is not good. Uh, I, I'm doing a two-person job by myself, pretty much, which sucks ass because my my coworker's just on vacation. He just left me. And I'm like, okay. I'll just Yikes. suffer in silence. Whatever. Double the but pay, I'm... though, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Same pay. Uh, I know. No, I, I'm I'm surviving. I got some new stuff with my tax return. And uh, I'll talk about that later in the podcast, too. But yeah, everything's going good. Yeah, then there's uh there's me. So today's my birthday, everyone. Can we get a round of applause? Nobody cares, man. Topic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I turned Happy 23 birthday, today. Yeah. I'm, I'm I a big boy. Get you a David A.R. White uh, video. <laughs> oh yeah, last year. Uh, last year, Matt, for my birthday, you got me. I, I have this obsession with um. I wouldn't say obsession. It's more like I just see it and I, I can't. Yeah, like th- this this weird fascination with this guy named David A.R. White. He makes these like Christian. <laughs> you know, God's Christian... not dead. Yeah, yeah. He he was uh, the priest in God's Not Dead, and he made some, he makes a bunch of other stuff. I think his company went bankrupt recently. Oh but... no! But they're still rocking and rolling now under a parent company. Yeah. So th- th- Matt got me a message from him. He pronounces my name wrong. He's working out at a gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got I got Asha cameo, and he fucking records that at a Planet Fitness. <laughs> oh, David no. A. R. White staying fit. He's he's always on the grind. Sigma male. 
Confirm the stigma male. The thing is, he also didn't he divorce his wife recently, so now he's single and he's simping on women on Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's great. This is like his this is like his villain arc. He's gonna become the fucking joker. <laughs> I couldn't let one woman hold me down anymore. In reality, the wife was the one that wanted the divorce. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, um uh I got a job recently at the college. Uh I'm Ooh. I'm a, I'm a student assistant now. I grade people. Oh, welcome to the club, but not really. Yeah, it's uh I'm also a student assistant, but a different type of job. It's been a pretty tight few weeks because of all like deadlines I have to complete. I had to fill out like I go in to turn in one of my tax forms. Uh I I think it was like the I9 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then like this lady hands me like 10 others. She's like, "Yeah, you have to fill these out." Uh, it, it, like, all right. Thanks for warning me ahead of time. I can't start my job until I finish these. Oof. Uh, yeah, the, the, it's been pretty hectic. But without further ado, uh, we can head into the the fun part of the podcast. Matt, take it away. Yes, the fun part. This is where we're going to talk about general internet stuff. What has happened recently? Uh, we got a new Pokemon game. I don't I don't know. My girlfriend played it. She she thought it was pretty good. What did you I heard, think? I I'm actually just more curious. I haven't played it, but I keep seeing a lot of things about it. Mostly memes cuz I mean, I love Pokémon. I definitely played uh, Sword and Shield when it first came out. But because I played Sword and Shield when it first came out and I heard a lot of issues were coming around with that generation of Pokémon, I was kind of sketchy about this one. Just because I kept hearing that the graphics were terrible, and I didn't know that if that was going to have like any, if that was a sign that maybe it wasn't going to be great. So what she, you said she liked it? Uh, yeah. She said she enjoyed it, but, you know, personally, I thought the game looked pretty bland from, because it's open world third person, if I'm correct. But however, it just, it just feels like they kind of made they made an area and then just kind of said, ah, fuck it. Let's just put a bunch of Pokemon there, 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 and there. And then give you a story or whatever. Yeah. So when I was like looking into this, cause I've been a big detractor of Pokemon games ever since they moved into 3d. I was, I was hoping Arceus would be like the game that fixed everything. Right. Because sword and shield, the the classical argument that's kind of brought up against sword and shield is, it's asset reuse. It's just, they've they just been reusing the same shit they created back for Pokemon Go, which is actually the truth. They, they've been using the same models, the same textures, and oh. uh, same sound effects, actually. If you look at, like, Pokemon Go, same sound, same, like, attack animations. Uh, the only real thing that they change up is, like, oh, we added new NPCs for this game, a new environment. In terms of, like, actual battle, everything is pretty much the same. And then obviously they have different attacks in the mainline Pokemon games. But when Arceus came out, I was like, "All right, this is different." I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but in uh, uh, I was arguing with Cam about how shitty the game looked when it came out. The uh, you guys can like scroll up a bit, but did they fix it at all? No, no. it it the, uh, at launch. So from what I've heard of it, because I haven't played it myself, but I've been trying to keep up to date. There are like a total of what like it, this play takes place in Sinnoh. So, the, the I think that was the fifth game. Yeah, the fifth generation. Uh, but like a couple. Yeah, it was the fourth, actually. Was it? 
Oh yeah, it was fourth. It was fourth. Uh, uh, so th- this takes place there, and it's supposed to take place like thousands of years ago. It's supposed to be like Edo, Japan, because Sinnoh is Japan, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's like it's that, but they decided to make it all in uh, some fucking. I don't know what the hell they've been using to make their games in, but the, it's all the same exact, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, like, biome, for lack of a better term, with just slight variations. And, like, tree layout. Uh, apparently, there's, like, there's a volcano that you go to at some point. But if you just look at it, it doesn't compare in the slightest to something like Breath of the Wild, which is why I've been so upset. Like, okay, I understand Breath of the Wild is, like, peak Nintendo. It's them pooling in all their resources, pouring their heart out to make a really good game. But Pokemon is the highest grossing franchise of all time. And they can't produce a game that's, like, solid. I've heard that in terms of gameplay, like, it does a lot. It it really, like, pushes the genre forward. But if this isn't going to be a mainline Pokemon game, like, if if Pokemon whatever comes after this isn't going to be like Pokemon Arceus then I think that this was just another Nintendo experiment where they make a bunch of gimmicks to make some money. And I would be severely disappointed. I, I just I feel like this game needed more time in the oven so that they could like add more stuff and take out things that weren't needed. I think they were planning because you know Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl came out, I believe is what I believe that's what they were called. I recently got that the diamond version. And I know for a fact they really wanted to remake that game. Uh, which that's that's another thing I should have pointed out that that came out too, but they really wanted to make the remake the fourth generation because they remade the first one with the uh, leaf green and then the second one with uh, heart gold and soul silver. Then they recently did Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. They really wanted to keep that going with the fourth generation, so they definitely were planning that for a while. I guarantee you, they just took the assets from that game and made this one. That's probably what they, they already had plans to remake it. So they were like, well, we already made the remaster of Gen 4. So let's just take all the assets of the Pokemon we just made and make an entirely weird spinoff with it. And that's probably what this game's like birth moment was when they had that idea. Well, speaking of which, I'm copy pasting the opening uh, locations of each game. That looks so, like a uh, Photoshop. So th- 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 that's the comparison of the opening locations. Breath of the oh, Wild yeah. and uh, yeah, the Pokemon one looks like a fo- poorly poor <laughs> Photoshop. I won't lie. <laughs> Who designed this? This is like, like, dude, what the hell? Breath of the Wild came out in just, 2017. I just think the designs are just so off from each other. Legit, I, I'm not gonna lie. They don't sync together. The the quality of textures. I mean, I guess it's I can't complain. It's not a fucking switch, I guess, but. I'm not gonna lie. This landscape doesn't look much better than Oblivion, and that game came out in like 2006. I mean, come yeah, on, man. The trees are kind of getting me. Yeah, they're, 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 why do they look like that? And why is the draw distance like right next to the player character? They look the, pretty pre-rendered. Like, you look at Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild has like flavor and color with its pictures. Like that screenshot has like I want to say at least 10 to 20 different uh, well, colors in it. This one is, there's no, it's all too warm. Yeah, the animation is just consistent with Breath of the Wild. This just looks really all over the place. Like, the the one, the main guy looks, 
his uh, his animation style looks just not the same. Yeah, as yeah. it's not the like cell shaded like everything yeah. else. Like if it was supposed yeah, to be cell shaded like the lo- trees, he would yeah, be way darker. Yeah, it looks like he was just pulled from one of the other games that recently came out, and they just kind of threw him in there. Like, oh, this, cool, it's like they went to the fucking Unity asset store. <laughs> That's kind of cool. what they probably did. Oh my god, this is a this, remember, guys. This is a triple A studio that makes billions of dollars every year, and refuses to port their old games without you spending sixty dollars on them. Fuckers. <laughs> Speaking of old Japanese games, oh, oh, this this is a good one. Cyberpunk <laughs> secretly sent out an update the other day. I think yesterday, um, as of recording this, so the fifteenth, they uh. They uh, came out with an update for the game while also releasing the next-gen upgrades for the game. Better late than never, I guess. What do the, the uh, secret updates do? A bunch of bug fixes. Um, shit that should have been in the game day one. They fixed a bunch of UI stuff. Oh, uh-huh. they... They fixed the uh, presence of civilians, so it doesn't look like a desolate wasteland at night. What is that really something that? My God, it's kind of it's. And you want to know what's following in the footsteps? Bat, the new Battlefield slowly oh. <laughs> coming out with things that should have been. Just remembered, there are two things that actually recently just happened. One is Nintendo related; the other is not. But the other one's still video game related. So you're talking about updates for Cyberpunk. And all I can think right now is, well, at least they're keeping at it, but keeping in themes of keeping at it. Guess what just got a really big update? No Man's Sky? Yep, No Man's Sky got a really big update with enemies, and you can now build robots in the game. Yeah, but I I don't know. I wouldn't compare No Man's Sky to Cyberpunk here. I feel like No Man's Sky released really shitty, but it's not like they were CD Projekt Red where it's like, we made The Witcher. You know, we have that CD Projekt Red magic. I, I don't know if you guys know what that. Uh, they fixed um, NPC combat. Um, now they're smart, so now they take cover. <laughs> uh, we made the revolution. They, they don't reload out of nowhere. They don't. So basically, um, oh, crowd improvements. Oh, do, do they still do the thing where, like, if you shoot your gun while they're in cars, they all get out and squat on the ground? Uh, no, not... Yeah, this is exactly... Aggressive crowd behavior. Certain NPC archetypes can and will enter combat with the player when provoked by aiming, shooting, or fighting. Due to some technical challenges, this change is not available on previous gen. Um, what? Time, the- time skips affect the state of NPCs as well. As reset the state of the devices, environments, and certain scenes, Wait, and then improved crowd reactions. So, so they're holding off technical fixes for like the AI for next gen consoles. What? I know, and people can't even get their hands on next gen consoles right now, so it really doesn't matter. So, like, you're only in luck if you have a PC. Pretty much. <laughs> that is so stupid. Why would they like bar? quality of life improvements because of technical I don't believe it's there's no way that's a technical challenge you're telling me that you can have other games that are far more complex run uh, but uh, you, but you can't have that 
Uh, traffic now has the ability to drive away and panic from danger. FTC <laughs> passengers can now die from car crashes. Things that GTA 5 did back in 2012. Reactions to fender benders. Vehicles now have a wider range of reactions to being bumped into and will recover and return to traffic more smoothly. <laughs> so here's another thing that Nintendo did recently, too. They are uh, giving up support for the 3DS, finally. Oh. I know. I'm a little upset because I was in a Pokemon playthrough where I was trying to get all the generations and move them forward, but there's no way I'll be able to beat all the Pokemon games in time for this. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to give up on that. <laughs> I'm just going to play them and enjoy my time, and it's whatever. You could try using, like, uh, an emulator. I don't know if that if Pokemon Bank works with emulators. Probably not, honestly. But that's some news, too, for Nintendo, since we were talking about Nintendo a little bit ago. Anything else with a cyberpunk update? Because in all honesty, I'm... (sighs) So I've been seeing this thing online recently. It's like... It's the same thing that happens to most games that have rocky launches, where like a year after the fact, people are like, wow, look at how good this game is now. But really, it's just the fact that like it doesn't have any aggressive coverage anymore. Yeah. Um, That's about it, by the way. Yeah, so if you go to like a cyberpunk Steam page now... You'll see it's like... Actually, I want to check right now. It's mostly positive, I think. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I th- yeah, I do think it's mostly positive. Cyberpunk 20... Oh, it's only 30 bucks? What? Uh, but... Yeah, mostly positive. Recent reviews. But the thing is... Will they uh, release anything a little more than just, you know... Fixes? Yeah, because... They said that... I know they push stuff off. Um, we're we're coming up to um, a year ago. They said that we were going to have a whole live stream dedicated to the DLC that was going to come out, and that was slated for March 2021. We're coming up to a year. Is yeah, I heard the next update that they're doing is they're. I, I saw this article last night. They're like quote. Uh, reworking all the romances in the game to be uh, like have more depth to them because you, you you know how the romances work normally. It's like you do a few quests for someone and you get a cutscene. Fuck fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you fuck fuck. It's pretty much what it is. So they they were like, we need to fix this. But in all honesty, I think they should fix all their problems with the game first. My problem is. Everyone, I know everyone was like, oh my god, there's so much to do. When you beat the game, there's nothing to do. So, uh, they need to add more post-launch content. I don't think that game is worth 60 at all. If that game... That game... it it's The thing is, it has potential. It really does. But they should at least start giving us some information by saying, hey, here's what we're working on. But here's what's going to happen in the meantime. We're going to have some bug fixes. Yes. It shouldn't be where I have no idea that a fucking patch came out until last night. Yeah, so th- that's... Uh, Jay brought up No Man's Sky a few minutes ago. If you look at No Man's Sky, they produce more content. And also, I guess I'll bring in Minecraft with this. It's like, the, the joke is with the Minecraft, Minecraft. devs. They, it's like, oh, the Minecraft devs like fucking bawling their eye- eyes out. 
when they have to write their annual two lines of code. That's what I imagine like fucking cyberpunk devs are like right now. They're like crying, trying to like make extra content for the game because it's too hard. And then like fucking No Man's Sky like pumps out massive DLC sized pieces of content every like twice a year. Look, they overall they fucked up and they should know it. So I think they should have just like rescinded everything and just like said, okay, we're going back into full development. Like they should have just refunded everyone and just gone ahead and tried going into crunch time. Well, who knows? They hired a bunch of modders. Will they do anything? Maybe the modders are responsible for the fucking reworked relationships. They want to see more fucking. (laughs) I would be surprised. I know Skyrim modding. I don't know what they do with that. Honestly, I don't know. I know there were a bunch of uh, mods that brought back mechanics that were supposed to be in the game, but they got rid of. So wall running, they hopefully they bring stuff like that in because it looks like they're bringing in shit that should have been in the game. That's literally all they're slowly doing. They're doing bug fixes and then doing basic UI shit right now. And maybe they'll bring back dual wielding. That that'd be interesting. Because I remember they had like an entire controversy. They're like, "Well, this is just the nature of active game development." Yeah, no, no this is just a sign no. of the fact that you guys lied. Yeah, I still can't believe that that whole E3 build was a whole separate. Yeah, I honestly I couldn't that believe hurts. that. It looks See, so real. This is why I brought up No Man's Sky. I feel like No Man's Sky is the opposite of what Cyberpunk has become at this point. Because they both started off very similar. Just without looking at their companies, the base release, everyone was excited about it, and they were disappointed. But No Man's Sky actually managed to pull a lot of people back in by really buckling down and adding things they wanted. Yeah. To the point where a couple of years later, there's so many things yeah. you could do in that game now. Yeah. Like I knew, I know the original intent of No Man's Sky was it was never supposed to be multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But after everyone was like, "Hey, this game kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> do better," and people just really they listened, <laughs> and then exactly. they kind of fixed the game. Like, they added in new environments, they added in more creatures, stuff you can, like, pacify. They added in, like, I still remember, and this was the part where I was, like, actually getting impressed with it. And my friends are like, I just don't fucking care about this game. But there was a really cool trailer for an update, and it was, like, a horror kind of, like, vibe they had going on. Where they added in, like, really creepy parasitic creatures and stuff, and, like, ships that were, like, infected with, like molds and parasites and all that stuff just hanging around it looked like something like dead space or like alien and i was like this is really cool like they really are getting creative with the concepts that they're trying to add to this game they're making it more like a like a minecraft where they're like oh new biomes and different environments you can go into like i like that that's really impressive it's really what the essence of what video game design should be if you fail we live in an era where you can continually update and add and fix and take criticism in a more constructive way. I don't know. It's it's fascinating. I, I just think CD Projekt Red has the potential, but they just are. I don't know they're kind of dragging their feet with it, trying to fix all the problems that like instead of like improving, they're just mending. I don't know. You wouldn't get it, man. We made The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give a shit about The Witcher. I never played it. <laughs> 
I never played that fucking game. Everybody's like, The Witcher's so good. I never played it. Was never interested in it. <laughs> Matt, Nothing wrong with that. Matt, come on, I gave you the best segue ever. I wasn't listening. Oh my fucking! God. <laughs> I get I brought up the Witcher. You're supposed to be like speaking of oh, the Witcher. Oh, speaking of the Witcher, like TV shows, uh, Sony shows and movies. Uh, I don't know who wrote this down. I didn't... No, we were talking about uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, the the movie with what's his name, Spider Man, that came out. Oh, recently. oh, Uncharted! What a hit! How how was it? Like, what was the plot of it? Because I don't really care about watching. <laughs> um. I didn't watch it, but the thing, but it, surprisingly, it made a good amount of money. Uh, the foreign domestic box office. Oof! It went from fifty-five to thirty-nine on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh Ooh, boy! Damn, that's a big drop. I can read you the synopsis. Nathan Drake and his wise-cracking partner Victor Soli Sullivan embark on a dangerous quest to find the greatest treasure never found, while also tracking clues that lead. lead that may lead to Nate's long-lost brother. Wait, isn't this just like the plot of Unch- the last Uncharted game? Except yes. like, oh my. <laughs> the, the thing is, this movie literally takes things from the game, but not just one game specifically. So it takes the submarine section from one, it takes the plane section from Uncharted 3, and it takes the brother thing from 4. What about 2? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're they most likely. I know they have a uh, Chloe from Uncharted who appears in Uncharted too. They're just kind of putting everything in there. The the one thing I never got about this it was Uncharted at least Uncharted just like Call of Duty. You don't really play Call of Duty campaigns or Uncharted campaigns because they're like uh, mechanically fun, right? You play them because they're a movie. That's the the way I always looked at it. It's like uh, it's an Uncharted interactive 4 movie. Uncharted Four is different, in my opinion. I feel like Uncharted Four, I felt they put a lot more into the combat. But but, but still, there's uh, like there's like big set pieces stuff like that you never yeah. interact with. Yeah. So like I I don't understand why they'd make a movie out of something that, in my opinion, was already, it's already better. A than, movie by default. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, did any of you see it yet? I'm no. not going to spend money on that. Yeah. I'm about to say I haven't. I don't plan on seeing it for a little bit. But when I do eventually see it, when it is eventually in the one dollar bin, I want there to be a scene where they both sit at a Wahlburgers and eat. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> I would or love the, that too. Just eating, and then, and then Nathan, and then Tom Holland's like, "I must become Uncharted." <laughs> Look, he said it. He said his catchphrase. He said the title. It's in the. The only way we're gonna find this treasure is if I become Uncharted. <gasps> Nathan, that's crazy. Oh, Nathan, you can't uncharted. do that. <laughs> you can't go and become Uncharted. You have any idea what that'll do to you? <laughs> Your brother. He Your became bro- Uncharted. Look what happened to him. He, he became Uncharted and he never came back. <laughs> he never came back. <laughs> So what? But what yeah. other show did they make? Or uh, we, were, we were talking about one a little earlier. Uh, the last the last of a show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Well, what's the deal with that? Because I also know they're making another um, show too. I think they're doing uh, post production now because um, the show creator said that they said that I uh, don't expect it to be this year, twenty twenty three. 
I bet it's going to be like a Walking Dead style thing. Oh, I 100% agree. But hot take, I think The Walking Dead is garbage. Yeah, no, I agree. I've never watched it either. So <laughs> I try. I tried watching the first two seasons. I I just no. I I think The Walking Dead is like I don't I don't know how to describe it, but HBO has like this influence on people. Like any any big show they produce becomes massive for like a month or two, and then every time a new season comes out, it, like everyone watches it and they're like, "Wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life." But but honestly, they're just okay. I feel like uh, well, that's AMC. Walking Dead. Oh, is it? I thought it was HBO. No. Oh, okay, but well, it's the same kind of effect with like high budget TV shows. Like, I I mean, Breaking Bad, I I enjoyed, but I felt like it was a little drawn out. But same same effect. Where like people will watch it for a while, they'll be like, "Wow, this is amazing," but really, it's just a little better than average. And the reason it's so good is because of the higher budget. Yeah. I mean, I will admit. I started watching The Walking Dead because my girlfriend and her dad were like, you need to watch this show. So I'm like, okay. Your dad's wrong. (laughs) It's it's her dad, not my dad. Um, But, well, no, they were like, you gotta watch this show. It was mostly my girlfriend. Um, But I started watching it. Her dad are wrong. (laughs) I mean, it's, I started watching it. I was like, I actually kind of like the concepts of what they're digging into right now. Wrong, Jay. Wrong. Your opinion is wrong. Okay, well, I mean, taking no, one simple plot point and stretching it out into a whole season is not called a story. Ooh. No, but writing the characters that interact with each other is a story. What? The one guy's fucking his wife, and he's like, "You <laughs> fucking my wife." And he's yeah, like, no, I, I mean, that was that was drama. I was interested. I was like, "Ooh, no!" You fucking my wife. <laughs> yeah, and then the scene where he almost fucking shoots him, and the dude's next to him, like, "God damn, man!" And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that was really like you fucking my wife in the apocalypse." <laughs> well, zombies, <laughs> and you're fucking my wife in the woods. In the woods. Yeah. Now well, I must no, become I Walking Dead. I just got to the point, and I, I mean, you guys don't seem to care about spoilers or anything, but like, spoiler warning, I guess we're I, watching it. I don't it. care. Um, not you. I'm talking to the, the audience members. Oh, no. They don't care, too. Continue, Jay. If they care, I'm warning them. There's a point where they get to the CDC, and I'm actually quite interested in what the fuck happened, because I know for a fact. Oh, is that, that season one? Episodes. Yeah, it's season one. Oh. That's can why I, I was like. Can I say what happens? It's pretty crazy. I uh, no, I, I'm still watching. Oh, <laughs> uh, the ending's pretty. Uh, wow, I don't <laughs> care. Okay then, um, go watch no, Peacemaker. I, I, that show's good. There yeah, it go. just got renewed for a season two. Did you hear? Yeah, Peacemaker. Season finale is, is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As I I need to watch that because I, I there's this one scene that sold me. And it's the scene where he like disses Batman because I don't know. If oh yeah, where he's like, w- was it the same one where he says Superman is into like some weird shit? No, no, it's the one where he's arguing with the old man. I don't know Jay, the context. What were you about to say? Well, no, I I, I want to watch the show because if you guys don't know, I I I I don't hate Batman. I just don't like him as no, like a superhero. I uh, no. oh, you know you shouldn't say that, Jay. Batman is Matt's favorite superhero. Mm. Jay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I actually <laughs> like a lot of Batman stories, no, but mostly when he's interacting. Don't, don't with backpedal. People. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I actually like I like Batman the Brave and the Bold. I like when he interacts with a bunch of people, but I don't like him for one very specific reason, and it's not even his fault. 
it's his fucking fan base is always like, well, he could win because he's Batman. And I'm like, no. No, he cannot. I guess that's true about the Batman. I am a staunch Batmaner, uh, in my opinion. I think Bat. What was the one? The one movie with Joker in the future, Batman uh, Beyond. Uh, yeah, no, no, Batman Beyond. Uh, the fucking what's it called? God damn it! Yeah, that that. Yeah. In, in my opinion, that was like peak Batman. I think the yeah, Beyond like, series was probably my favorite. Was, exactly, because yeah. it got dark. It was really good. I love Batman, but I don't like his fan base. I think his fan base ruins him for me. That's that's most. You wouldn't get it, Jay. Bat- Batman could fucking kick your ass. I love <laughs> the scene for Peacemaker for that exact reason, though, because he's arguing with the old man. He's like, "Where is your list of supervillains?" And he's like, oh, six feet under." He's like, "Why is every old a superhero?" Stanley. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but no, no. Let me finish. He's like, "I love this scene because he's like." Batman doesn't kill people, and he's like, Batman is like a, what is he, like, Batman's an idiot, he can solve all his problems by just killing all his people and being done with it, and not letting hundreds of thousands of people die, but he doesn't, he's like, Batman's a hero, Batman's a pussy, and I'm like, yes, I love this guy already. <laughs> yeah, Peacemaker is pretty good. Uh, is this still directed by uh, James Gunn? I believe uh, so. All written by him. Oh, yeah. Wasn't even supposed to be a thing. He just kind of wrote it because he was bored. During That's the classic James Gunn. Being kicked out of Marvel and then being hired back because they couldn't find anyone else. Well, no, they realized that DC was going to make a bunch of fucking money. They're like, no, wait! The, ma- the, ma- the mouse was like, oh, no. <laughs> we lost a valuable asset. But yeah, uh, going back, what was the- where did we lift off from this topic? Uh... Uh, You're talking about one of the shows. Oh, oh the Walking last. Dead. Yeah, before that, Last of Us. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I it think looks it's gonna like be. They're sh- just doing the first game. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a shitty show. To be honest, I, I don't expect much, much out of video game adaptations. But moving on, then Jay, you wanna wanna talk about the next section? So this part of the the show that we're currently doing is the part called whatever we want to talk about. And uh, I got a special guest to talk about it. In this section, we're going to talk about whatever the hell we <gasps> want to talk about. Stanley! <laughs> finally, finally. <laughs> Every podcast I'm going to do it now. Um, no, this is just the part where we're pretty much talking about whatever the hell we decide we want to talk about for the week. And <laughs> because Kuyo, in his infinite wisdom, made this list, he has automatically put himself at the top. Allowing yeah. him to talk about whatever he wants to talk about first, so... What are you going to talk about? Uh, so Dying Light 2 came out a few days ago. And uh, as as most people on the podcast will know now, um, I'm kind of a stickler for release versus like E3 presentations, especially graphically, because that's like the one thing I can point out immediately. So Dying Light 2, the, the E3 press conference that we saw a while back, I think 2018, uh, was actually just like Cyberpunk's E3 conference in that it was all made from the ground up explicitly to be a playable demo. So does that. I'm seeing that pattern so constantly. Yeah. So basically what ended up happening was that the game releases and it looks nothing like, in fact, even gameplay sections were completely moved around and changed. Uh, there's no moving vehicles in the city anymore. I, I heard the game, by the way, I, I've heard the dying light Two, great game. Like, uh, the guy who wrote it, he wrote Fallout New Vegas. Um, 
Steve, really? uh, something Avalon. Chris I Avalon. Yeah, Chris Avalon. Oh yeah, my I, God, I, I, yeah. So, what, but I think I think they did get rid of him. Uh, it's going through litigation right now. The whole reason it happened. But he still wrote the thing. Yeah, yeah, he still wrote it. He, he I think, oh. yeah, he, he is because the game itself is like imagine Fallout New Vegas is like fifty different endings, but in like a game that's a little more modern. So, uh, Dying Light Two has like. For every choice you make, there's tons of different consequences on the city itself. Like physical parts of the city change. Um, there's there's so many different things that can occur from your choices. And uh, what's his name? G Man lives. I watched his review on it. He said it's like a sandbox for stories in terms of the fact that it's like so open ended. So that that was good about it. But I was looking up the direct comparison video. There's this uh, YouTuber called Nick Nine Thirty who who does these like great videos about this. Uh, I'm not gonna get that game yet. I'm, I really want to get it now. Yeah, I, the thing is, I'm gonna wait until I'm done with my semester, um, well, so me fair. and my girlfriend can play it together. That's actually what I want to do. Me and my girlfriend want to play it. Oh yeah, because it is a multiplayer game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, here's here's one of the pictures. Uh, on the left is the actual release game. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's like no. So yeah, it it's it's not very it's it's not as nice. I mean, I can understand. You know, the Ukraine is going through some some crazy shit right now. <laughs> the game, like, what are you the, talking about? The Ukraine's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing, nothing's happening in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yep, nothing. That nothing happens in Lodcast world. We we are not allowed to say anything because Microsoft does in fact own us. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, basically, the game it's not as graphically advanced as they said it would be or showed it to be. And the entire layout of the city is different. Uh, NPCs look like shit. Like the, I don't know. They have ray tracing, but the lighting looks so bad. Like what we have is two. Uh, these aren't dumpster fires, but like barrel fires. Uh, yeah, the one on the right is is what they advertised. The one on the left is what it actually was. So the Gmod looking thing. Yeah. So the one really on the left look like looks G-Mod. like it's from fucking Gmod, and the one on the right is like way more detailed. Obviously, it's a compressed image because I just screenshotted a YouTube video. But like, oh my god, it's I did not expect it to look this bad. But that's what happens when you get European jank, especially like Russian European jank. Sorry, Ukrainian. Don't Come mean on, to man. offend them. But yeah, that, the game just, it was, it's a typical case of the the whole E3 thing. Uh, we'll have to come up with like a name for what, what it is, the E3 disease or whatever the fuck. Where like, they'll they'll post, look how amazingly advanced our video game is, and then it releases and it looks nothing like that. I just looked at the fucking fire thing, holy fuck. <laughs> it's bad, isn't what it? What the fuck happened? <laughs> That looks like the fucking fire from Dying Light One. Exactly, right? The, there's so it many. Looks effect- like they didn't change it at all. I, I don't think the they Dying did. Dying Light One is a isn't a bad looking game. It's just you know. So the lighting, they said it's so much more advanced, but I think the lighting looked better in the original Dying Light. We will have to see. It's a but, very weird dilemma to be in. But yeah, that's a that, that was my talking point. I I just kind of was was. 
interested by uh, how it ended up. The game itself is good, so I, I suggest you should you should get it just to play it because it's fun in the end. But I'll graphically, yeah, graphically, don't expect much. Oh, I never look at graphics anyway. Speaking of a game with good graphics slash art style, instead of getting Dying Light, I got Sifu. And Sifu? oh my god, it is so good. I was going to say, isn't it like a, a roguelike, but with like fighting? It's Yeah, it's a martial arts with roguelike elements. So basically, you start at the age of 20, and every single time you die, you age. And your age multiplier goes up every single time you die. So if you die once, your multiplier goes up to one, and then so on. And the fucking combat is so good. It's difficult, but there's a learning curve, and it's an addictive learning curve. And I don't know if you guys ever seen the movies like uh, The Raid or The Raid 2. Mm-hmm. But the combat in those movies is essentially just like the combat in Sifu. And it's something that I've been looking for in a game for a long time. So I'm happy that it finally exists. So if you, the viewer, like martial arts uh, movies such uh, such as The Raid and are looking to play a game like that, Sifu is a great game. Yeah, so the the thing, I was really interested in this when it came out because I've been waiting for this since E3. Uh, ironically enough, playing Deathloop ended up making me really, really, really like roguelikes because I like the roguelike elements in it. And I was like, hey, this is pretty good. So I ended up playing Hollow Knight and uh, I liked that a lot and then kind of evolved from there. But you just don't see fighting games like this anymore. Most fighting games nowadays are like Bayonetta where it's just like hack and slash. Yeah. But this is... I was thoroughly impressed by the gameplay in this. Yeah. The gameplay was a lot more... I wouldn't say it's crazy intricate, but it's a lot about timing. So it's not like you're just running in there mashing buttons. It's really methodical, and that's what I really like about the game. But it's that doesn't mean that the uh, gameplay's slowing down because, you know, you're just standing there and waiting for them to strike. It's still pretty fast-paced, but, you know, there's still... You know, you got to know when to dodge. You got to know when to use this move and use that. In all honesty, I don't even think the game needed the whole, like, you age every time you die thing. I agree. Like, it could have it done great just without it. But, I mean, I guess it adds replayability to it. Because I, I know there's different endings based on your age, right? Or is it based uh, on who you kill? Like the bosses? Yeah. yeah, right now, I'm just trying to get up to... Um, the third level at as um, the youngest version as possible. Right now, I beat my record. I went in there the first time, age uh, like fifty something. I <laughs> yes. now made it up to the third level to age twenty two. So I'm happy. I think the fastest speedrun I've seen so far was uh, someone got up there with like uh, twenty two to the yeah, final I- boss. Yeah, the more you play, the better you get. It's it's like everything. There's a learning curve to it. But it, it's not something where you'll say, oh, this game's too hard, it's bullshit. It's I, a game that makes you want to come back and learn. I mean, I don't know, Matt. Do you remember the stuff that happened when Doom Eternal released? <laughs> oh, true. The guy couldn't get up on the platform. <laughs> there's uh, this... Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's this... Um, 
this game journalist, I forget his name. He's he's infamous for like being shit at games. Uh, he, he, there's like a video. Cuphead tutorial. Yeah, I think that might have been him. <laughs> it's the same guy who couldn't jump over the Cuphead tutorial. <laughs> but he, he like he goes into Doom Eternal. He's like punching shit for like he's like punching at like pickups. He's he doesn't understand how to like double jump. Uh, there's this parkour section in the first level in Doom Eternal where you're supposed to like jump over this like burning chain, and it's really obvious, right? It's like it even points it out with a cutscene, and he's just like he's running around. He dies to like lava because he doesn't understand where he needs to go, <laughs> and he's like he can't even like shoot shit. I, I don't know how you're a, a video game reviewer and you can't play video games. It's great. Yeah. I mean, honestly, these guys probably just grab the game. They probably play it on easy and just get a feel for it. Yeah, people want an easy mode for Sifu. There's a game that had a game journalist uh, difficulty mode. Oof. I forget That's what game funny. it was. I know Prey 2017 eventually got a game journalist uh, gameplay mode. It wasn't called game journalist. It was called story mode. Uh, mm-hmm. And basically nothing does damage to you, so you can just experience the story. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Like, alright, I guess t- you want to experience the story, not fucking play a game. Like, so Pretty stupid. Much. I just put their grading, I guess. Which is annoying. But, you know, it, it's not like these things are, you know, games that you have to judge the actual playability of. <laughs> now, Jay, it's, it's your turn. What are you, your thing? Uh, I'm gonna talk about music shit, because I love music, and it's cool. Fuck you, Jay, we've had enough of your music! That's it. Out of the podcast. No more music. We'll talk about video games too much. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I love video games. No, um, I recently got my tax return. I spent money on a new guitar. Actually, two new guitars, technically. Um, One of them was just a replacement for one that broke, though. So it really wasn't new. But I also got something that I can use with my computer. So there's these things. People are probably wondering, how do you record an instrument into a computer. Probably not wondering that, but now that I've posed the question, you're probably interested to a degree. Yes. So, the instrument has these two ports that are audio out ports. Um, Sometimes, if it's a simpler instrument, it'll only have one, like a guitar, but some electronic equipment, mostly synthesizers, have two out, a left and a right. For the longest time, I've been running it into an interface that hooks up to my computer and has a single in-port um, these things are called audio interfaces because they're obviously an interface into the actual device's sound thing. It basically serves as like a manager for the sounds of the uh, computer or whatever you have it hooked up to. Um, so right now, you guys are coming out through the audio interface. Uh, and it's going, because I have my headphones plugged into it, it's going into my headphones too. But it also is able to manage sounds that go into it, and you're able to route stuff. It has ports to control instruments and stuff through MIDI connection, uh, which is another thing that sends information of what notes to play and whatever. But this device I bought basically has ports that allow you to plug like auxiliary cables or audio cables from the interface into the instrument and record the sounds. Uh, and you can use uh, programs like Audacity or uh, digital audio workstations like FL Studio and Ableton. And you're able to actually record the sounds directly from the instrument you want to record, which is really cool because it, it records it in really good quality. 
And it basically just allows you to make music without having to go through a virtual instrument, which is nice. Gives it a lot more of an authentic sound, especially when you have like thousand dollar synthesizers and stuff and you don't want to like record with a microphone or something. Speaking of which, what are you using for your audio interface? Because right now, um, for my microphone, I'm using a Behringer like two, uh, 210 something for my XLR I, cable. What are you using? I'm, I'm very I, curious. I bought, uh, I was originally running a Scarlett Solo interface, which was the third generation one. I upgraded to the Scarlett 4i4, which has two audio interface inputs. Uh, and it also has, at least on the front, that you can adjust the gain levels of. And it also has, I believe, two audio inputs and two audio outputs on the back as well. Do you or, know if it's an ADC or a, D, or a DAC? What is, I, I'm not sure. What the, so what is the, ADC yeah. is a analog digital converter and DAC is digital analog converter. So your, your, your PC process is digital. So and, and analog is what you plug in. So a uh, little bit of background here. This is actually what I majored in in my undergrad. Uh, you'll have um, every signal you record is analog technically because th- that's how it goes in. So how your PC reads it is it does sampling. And there's this thing called the sampling domain. By the way, I'm, I'm very oversimplifying. Uh, where basically it's not technically in doing samples at a, fixed time rate it's doing at a, at a fixed frequency and technically they're, they're also called uh dax or sometimes ac to dc current so it goes from a big wave to a direct signal that's like leveled uh so in the case of something like a microphone right uh mine is a DAC, so it's digital to analog yeah. uh and then I, I assume yours, because you're talking about being able to plug them back into the instrument. So I'm yeah, assuming I'm, it's both. It's actually, uh, it's a microphone preamp, an ADC, a USB interface, a DAC, and a headphone amplifier. Oh. So it's it's like, uh, it's, I could send you a picture of it later. It has so many ports on it. And it's it's really nice. It's probably one of the best interfaces because you can, I almost got... I want to say a, a an 18i8, but it was a second gen. So I'd rather go for the 4i4, which is third gen. Basically, this one allows me to hook up whatever I need into it. I can hook up MIDI cables to it and have it serve as like the... Like, I can literally use my work my digital audio workstation, like FL Studio, to tell the instrument what notes to play and at what speed. So I have perfectly timed notes and pads and all this other stuff, which is cool. Oh, that's pretty neat. Um, but I I already have USB MIDI and also a USB to manual or five pin MIDI converter. So I mean I really don't need that. But if I ever need it, like my stuff breaks and I need another method of doing it, I have that option. And this one's used, but I mean it's still in great condition, and I got it relatively cheap. And honestly, it's working great. This thing is awesome. If you're ever wondering though, yeah, how does how do people record instruments? or guitars, or basses, or synthesizers, they have to use a specific device that hooks up to their computer, and you basically are able to record directly from the instrument using these specialized interfaces, which is really nice, honestly. Oh, speaking of which, Matt, did you ever get your uh, DAC for that microphone you got? Nope. <laughs> uh, busy. 
speaking of being busy, so one of our viewers was kind of busy uh, this past week, and we have something for the lightning round, everyone. Round of applause. We got this question from this user named uh, BT, who said... Next light, next community lightning round. Talk about the last album you listened to, or one what you really liked. Or alternatively, oh. discuss who would win in a death battle: Meta Hitler or three dozen sword wielding midgets. Not Meta, it's Mecha. <laughs> oh, Mecha Hitler or three dodge, dozen sword wielding midgets. I don't know, let's man. Do it's not my podcast. You can do both. Yeah, yeah so let's, let's do both. Let's let's do the first one. Uh, what was the last album you guys listened to? Um, I'm gonna listen to the Proto Men. Uh, which is a really cool concept album band, which is basically just makes stories about Mega Man. I was listening to their first, uh, basically the first album they ever made, which was, I believe, just called The Protoman. Really good. I really like um, song or track three. I think it's the fourth track, technically, called uh, The Will of One. It's really jamming. A lot of energy in it. It's really good. What about you, Matt? Uh, I'll just go with... My favorite album of recent uh, is probably from a band called Royal Blood. They are a uh, hard rock group with only a bass player and a drummer. And the bass player is able to make uh, his bass almost sound like a guitar. And their recent album that came out last year is really good. So if you like them, if you like uh, that type of uh, hard rock music uh give them a listen yeah so the last one i listened to was uh this guy from long island named john bellion um i think the album name was glory sound prep uh he's kind of like uh i don't know how to describe it it's kind of like pop but not really because there's a lot of reggae and um r&b influences in it but uh like like an alternative uh pop or whatever yeah exactly it it's very much focused on like the dementia of his uh of his grandmother. I guess it's a concept album in that way. But yeah, pretty cool. I like that. So on to the next question. Oh, <laughs> uh, this one's tough. Mecha Get Hitler or three dozen sword wielding midgets. Which one, a, you guys? I'm gonna go with the, the with the, with the little people. Okay, hold on. Before we even really decide, we need to bring up. We need to pose the question. Is Mecha Hitler using modern tech, or is he using 1940s tech? Well, because if he's Mecha Hitler, that already means he's been, like, altered by technology. So there's no way they could do that to that extent in the past. So he'd probably just be, like, Android Hitler back then. Or, like... What if... What if... if, Well, what if Hitler was mechanized, and then they kept him because he wasn't good enough, and they just kept adding on to him over the years... Like a Hydra sort of situation. <laughs> like, so now he's in the modern age and he has like this small ring of Nazi super scientists <laughs> making him into this like mega soldier. It's like the guy that we've been seeing in Brazil is actually the real Hitler, but he's like oh, no. on ice as a robot. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so if, if it does take place in the in the modern day where we have the technology or in the future where we have enough technology to like make him mechanized. I think Mecha Hitler would win over the sword-wielding midgets. You know, midgets are a very versatile group of people. Uh, I've seen them drive before. <laughs> God. 
I think the widgets would need to be better equipped. They would exactly need more than just swords. They would need like grenades and shit. They need like actual equipment because in the end, they're still humans versus like a fucking robot. Well, they can just go for the legs, and if their swords are um, <laughs> sharp enough, and if they you know can do like some really cool, um, you know, Ninja. like they're yeah, exactly. They can go for the legs and then you know cut the limbs. Yeah, but uh, with that. <laughs> We can yeah. uh, we can we can bring the podcast to an end. Um, uh, I think the consensus here was uh, we would need to have the midgets a little more well equipped. So yeah. do with that what you will. Um, if you are in fact a scientist who is working on Mecha Hitler right now, uh, disregard what we said. Hitler would be perfectly fine against a bunch of sword wielding midgets. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah thank, okay, <laughs> thank I just, you, BT or whoever else. If you're gonna update the midget battle, you need to like add more scenario. I would love to see more like versus scenarios. But yeah, thank you for watching the podcast. Um, the, everything will be in the description, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Good luck, super fans.